0: Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Trinity, it is so great to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Really excited to be here with you. So... I'm, I'm thrilled about our conversation, but I want you to introduce yourself first to those who may not be familiar with who you are. So who are you and what do you do?
1: Yeah. So um, hi, guys. My name is Trinity Muzon-Wofford, and I am the co-founder of a wellness brand called Gold. Um, we're based in Brooklyn, and we make all
0: different superfood products for health and beauty. So I first discovered gold maybe two years ago, and I immediately fell in love. And then to see that it was woman of color ran business just made me love it even more. So I would love to chat about how gold came to be and why turmeric. So the story for gold sort of goes
1: way back. Growing up, I was raised by a single parent with an autoimmune disease. So my mom has rheumatoid arthritis. That's Impacted her life in a really pretty severe way. You know, she hasn't really been able to work. And so when I was in high school, she ended up switching over to seeing a more holistically minded physician and essentially noticed a massive improvement in her symptoms, which was kind of life-changing for me to witness the the power of this in upstate New York with a kind of like crunchy family, I would say. Um, And so, you know, I was always kind of raised on this idea of, you know, living a more natural life, but I didn't really understand the power of it until I I saw firsthand, I guess, the, the difference that it made for my mom. So at that point, Um, I decided, okay, this is my path. I'm going to be a holistic doctor. Went down to NYU and I was pre-med there and and all was going well um, until I found out from my mom that she had to stop seeing this doctor because she simply could not afford it. And as I'm sure most of us here in the States know, pretty much anything that's holistically minded is not covered by health insurance. So I was very, very early 20s in college, left with this conundrum of, okay, am I going to go practice holistic care for the people who can comfortably afford it? Or am I going to, you know, try to dismantle the U.S. medical insurance industry? Neither of which seemed super appealing to me at the time. So I ended up after graduation, sort of like falling into a a marketing career in the city, still had this really strong passion for holistic health and wellness. And all of that sort of came together in the form of, business, I would say mostly thanks to my partner, who's now my fiance as of last month.
0: (laughs) I just saw a photo of you guys on social and I was like, this is beyond cute. Congrats. Aww, thank
1: you. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're high school sweethearts. We grew up in the same town um, in upstate New York. And um, his parents actually have a, a candle factory, totally family owned business that they've operated for, uh, you know, 20 plus years now. And so that was really, you know, with Issei growing up in that business, literally like sleeping on a futon in the factory <laughs> growing up at times. And with myself, knowing that family since I was a teenager, we, we sort of grew up in that world. So we always had this vision of being able to one day start a business together. And so gold really came from, I think, all of those experiences together. I think looking at my own experience as a consumer in the wellness space and feeling a bit left out from one of two uh, options, right? Where it's like, (laughs) you've either got that really like crunchy granola stuff, like sort of the stuff that I grew up with in upstate New York, or you've got this like really ultra luxe kind of exclusive situation. And I think most of us, especially women of color, but I think people just across the board felt like, eh, I'm kind of into this wellness thing, but I don't know if it's for me. I don't really see a brand that's talking to me in a way that feels approachable and 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 fresh. And so gold was really born from that. And um, we started with turmeric just because it's such an incredible anti-inflammatory. It was one of my mom's go-tos and still is to manage her inflammation. And then from there, most recently, we've kind of expanded into other superfoods as well, which is really exciting. But that's the long story. Still, kind of long <laughs> of how we how we got started and and what the I guess the impetus was for um, launching.
0: Well, first of all, I I love a long story, and I'm sure it could have been longer. And it's just, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but it, it's just it's really amazing that you've been able to cultivate this brand that fills that void. It's that middle ground, you know, like when I get gold in the mail, it feels luxe, right? But it's affordable, and it also is beautifully packaged and fun and vibrant, and it makes you want to, you know, dive into it. And I really appreciate your offerings. So I do want to circle back a little bit and talk about being a young woman in business and trying to balance growth, because now I see that gold Ah. is pretty much all over so growth in in not only business right but in your self-care practice in in your partnership you're now you know engaged to your co-founder and like that's going to completely change the dynamic of like just as you guys grow in your relationship and in your marriage of like how you communicate and all that stuff outside of work and inside of work so have you thought any about that and how has that been for you oh my gosh you just laid it all out (laughs)
1: I'm thinking about all of it. With full transparency, I'm totally overwhelmed by all of it. But I think that starting with having a really great life and business partner throughout all of this has been so instrumental in me not like totally freaking out. It is a lot. And, you know, I went through this phase of trying to tell myself that everything that was on my plate was totally doable. And I realized that almost made me feel more stressed And more, I think, like I was not capable of handling a load that I should be able to just Breeze right through. And I think just acknowledging to myself, started doing this quite recently, just acknowledging that this actually is hard and it is a lot and there is so much to be figured out has helped me to sort of handle that load with a little bit more grace. I think one of the toughest things is doing all of this semi publicly. Alex, I'm sure you have some really great insights here as well. But, you know, trying to figure out how to grow your business, but, you know, also having to make sure that you know, you're talking about that process as you're living it, it's overwhelming, you know? I mean, I think that we all have the natural tendency to want to tell the story once we've gotten to the end of the journey, which is sort of a misnomer because none of these journeys really have an end. But, you know, we want to be able to say, oh, yes, I I struggled, but here I am now at the top of the mountain. And I'm trying to do my best to be a little bit more frank and upfront about what it looks like when you're in it and you're still trying to figure out how to make your cash flow work and you're expanding like crazy, but you're still trying to figure out how to get yourself on a salary. I want to talk about that stuff because I think we see such a glorified version of entrepreneurship and I don't think it's doing anyone favors whether it's people who are you know just thinking about starting a business or people who are already um you know several years in I think that that honesty is just something that we all could use a little bit more of
0: Would you buy a t-shirt for 50 bucks if you knew it only cost 7 to make? I wouldn't. With Everlane, you never overpay for quality clothes. They want you to know what you're paying for and why. So they tell you their real costs and are radically transparent about every step in their process. From the materials they use to the ethical factories they work with. That is what keeps me coming back to this brand. Essentials like their Cotton Crew t-shirt are exactly what they should be. Versatile, simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. I own so many of them. I've lost count. I have new ones. I have old ones. And they all give me what I need. Quality, endurance, comfortability. Truly amazing! Right now in rotation, I have a few pair of Everlane's denim, of course my t-shirts from them, and my sweatshirts. I can't live without any of them, and I am so happy that Everlane makes quality goods that I can continue to go back to. Right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com/heygirl. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com/heygirl. Again, that's. Everlane.com heygirl. I like that you said essentially that you want to be more transparent about the ebbs and flows of business and self-care and just like how it's hard and how that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because, like you mentioned, a lot of people do glorify the quote unquote end result, right? And what's presented on social and what's presented on websites and where we see product in stores and and everything like that. So we automatically as consumers are like, oh, they got it in the bag. But I don't think people really understand the challenges that go along with it. And I think it's essential for business owners and people like you and I to be giving that authentic voice, (laughs) you know, to the struggles. And it's not always easy. And walking people through the ups and downs is how we build community.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: I was on your Instagram and I saw, I wanted to talk a little bit about this. You mentioned in a caption that for most of your life, you treated success as a destination. Can you dive a little deeper into what it means to be successful and how you're learning to redefine success as a young person with a business and also just in your own independent life. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you you pulled that one up because it's something that
1: is so close to me and and so important to me, this idea of um, redefining both success and failure. Um, I I think that basically what happens is, you know, we're conditioned from childhood with, you know, the traditional schooling system that failure is this terrible thing that's always avoidable if you just study and, and work hard, right? And if you get a bad grade, you get that like pit in your stomach feeling they're calling your parents, you're in the principal's office, you're in trouble. And I think that I at least found myself really like holding on to a lot of those black and white definitions of, you know, good and bad, success versus failure. You really have this sense of, you know, okay, if I just work at this for however many years, I'm just going to check it off the list. I'll be done with that. I will have completed it. But in life, it's much more fluid than that. And I, I think I found that mostly from talking to a lot of people that I consider to be my mentors or, or heroes, but they were all kind of in the same boat as me. <laughs> I mean, they were uh, a little bit better off financially, but by that point, you know, they had had successes. And I think that that has helped me to realize that there is just not going to be a point at which I feel like I've done it in my personal life or in my my business or, you know, in a future business that I might have. It's all just one cycle. And, and I started to see success as more a result of having balance in my life, of feeling like I'm managing my my to-do list, getting the time to catch up with a friend or or go for a walk around the neighborhood. That to me is a success. That doesn't mean that I still don't spend a lot of time preoccupied over what's going to happen in the next six months or even six years, but I've done my best to really kind of like rewire my brain in the way that I define these ideas of, of success versus failure.
0: What has gold, success, failure, individuality taught you about community and how to lean deeper into change? Yeah, <laughs> community <laughs> is such a huge one because
1: there's the the community that is really rallied around this brand, which is the the coolest and craziest thing for me to see. To have people, you know, mentioning us on social media or even like literally coming up to me on the street and saying like, "I love your brand, I love your products." That is incredible to me. It, it never gets old. Anytime that I hear someone say like, you know, this product has really helped me with X, Y, Z, or like, you know, this has been really inspiring to me, that brings me back to the reason why I do it in the first place. So that's absolutely incredible. And then I think also becoming a founder and going on this journey has allowed me to create this incredible network and thus community. Other founders that can serve as, you know, friends and mentors for me as, you know, we're all going through these big life lessons and, you know, these journeys. And so it's been really cool to see this as a result of a business. I totally didn't plan on, on this side of it. I thought, okay, well, I'll get some products going and then I'll start selling them. And like these anonymous people will <laughs> buy the products. That's, been really, 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 really cool. I, um, co-founded this company at age 23. So like literal, uh, baby situation <laughs> and uh, you know started dreaming it up I guess when I was still probably 22 and so it's been really interesting also to just see the evolution of the brand and the evolution of myself last few years and to see how much I've grown with the brand um, and you know how much our goals have shifted you know we literally started out mixing up powders in like a little commercial kitchen and like hand you know sealing every bag and I I think we sold like a hundred or so bags, and we were like, "Oh my god!" You know, like it was such a different operation than than what we've scaled into now. Multiple, uh, you know, manufacturers who are working for us, and I'm trying to, you know, be on top of our numbers and thinking about like projections, like out through the next year, and doing these negotiation calls. So it's been really cool to see like that personal growth and how it's all happened because of this business. So so that's been really cool, and and I think also. So just in general, entrepreneurship has been one big lesson in accepting the fact that there are things that are out of your hands. You know, you can't guarantee that things are going to go the right way. You can't guarantee that you're going to hit your sales goals that you came up with on a whim. So I I think it's just given me so much more comfort in a uh, constantly evolving environment you know, I'm a Capricorn, so I like things to be planned. I like to be able to know where I'm going to be in five years. My whole life has been built on extreme structure and having a business. I don't know how you would make this comparison, Alex, but I've heard a lot of people say it's, you know, it's like having a kid. Some things are just out of your hands. And I think that's been really cool to kind of teach me a little bit more um, patience and, and all that good
0: stuff. It's true. It's literally a baby (laughs) that you have to nurture and take care of and keep an eye on and, and, and help facilitate growth and just all those things. So I am right there with you. Do you have a to-do list that never seems to end? Maybe it's running from a flight straight to a meeting or still having to cook dinner for yourself. Well, now Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are perfect for the office, home, and anywhere your day takes you. Beta Brand has the perfect pants to match. Choose from the dozens of colors, patterns, cuts, and styles like the boot cut, straight legs, skinny, cropped, and more. They even have a pair with eight, yes, eight pockets. And now they also offer premium denim with the same flexibility and comfort as yoga pants. Right now, my listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash heygirl. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash heygirl. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Go to betabrand.com slash heygirl for 20% off. So before we wrap up, I do want to talk about being a Black woman in wellness and Mm -hmm. in this space. I don't know anyone else doing what you're doing on this scale. And I'd love to talk about some of the challenges you've faced, but also some of the victories that have come along with being a woman of color in this wellness space and providing ingestibles, superfood health products for people from all walks of life.
1: Yeah, you know, I I really tried to look at my identity as a Black woman as an opportunity for victory, like you mentioned. I think that there are innumerable challenges associated with that, but I think it's been really, really cool to see the response to my representation in this space like you said Alex there are not a lot of people of color in the ingestible space or even in, in the broader natural um you know natural living natural beauty space so it's really cool to be one of the first few people out there saying hey yeah like this is for us. It's for everyone. I want to make this a safe thing for you to explore. That's been a really cool opportunity. That being said, I hope that, you know, 10 years down the line, I'm not still like one of the only people out here. I I want to see more diversity in this field because wellness is not something that just matters to a very select segment of of the population. And and that's Mm -hmm. something that we're thinking about in general with our our long-term goals is how can we really do our best to bring this idea to the masses and and not just to people who are already, you know, on the the, the superfood train. So those are some of like our big picture goals for the next, you know, couple of years. But I think that it has been really remarkable for me to see the amount of support that I've seen pouring in from the Black community and also from other communities who are just so excited to finally see some diverse representation in this space. And I think that that has been incredible for our brand. Um, When we launched at Sephora, I was the youngest Black woman on record to ever launch there. Crazy! (laughs) Amazing. Amazing.
0: Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you.
1: But, you know, it's, um, I hope it's just the beginning. Um, I'm want to do everything I can to encourage more people who look like me to go after whatever it is that they are excited about. And to know that, you know, no one has dipped their toe into the field that you believe is where you belong. That doesn't mean that you can't be there. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to get support, both from your own community and from the larger uh, audience that's excited about that industry. So Mm -hmm. um, I hope that I can just serve as some sort of a positive example for for people who are going into these fields that, you know, they don't necessarily see themselves represented in yet. Let's
0: um, wrap up with your definition of demystifying entrepreneurship. I love that. And if you could define it in three words what words would you say demystify entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. So if I'm thinking like three words as a phrase, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is going to sound overly straightforward, but literally making things simple. I think that entrepreneurship seems like this crazy, complicated thing. How do I get started? How do I get people to care? How do I get into stores, all these questions that people have. And I think that the easiest thing to do is to break it down into these really bite-sized bits of information that, to be honest, anyone can understand and anyone can action on. This is not rocket science. It takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of time, it takes dedication and grit, but it is possible. And that's what I really try to do is, is take all these concepts and put them in plain language for people the way that I would explain it to a friend. So whether it's figuring out how you're going to acquire your first hundred customers or you know, it's putting together your first financial model, I want to take the scariness
0: and the mystery and the, and the anxiety out of those, um, those milestones. I think that is a great way to end. Thank you so much, Trinity. I appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you, Alex. And and thank you, everyone, for, for listening. I'm really
1: excited to be here.
0: Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai.